afternoon. Uh, in our last meeting, shall we say, we were learning the uh, episode that's brought in Gemara and Shabbos of a non-Jew who came to Hillel with a desire to convert, join the Jewish people, on the condition that he could be taught one single fundamental principle that serves as a foundation for the entire Torah. And Hillel accepted him. Shammai was of the opinion that this is not possible, cannot give one single principle. Hillel accepted him, and Hillel taught him the following statement. That which is hateful, painful, unbearable, unacceptable to you, don't do to your friend. This is the entirety of the Torah. The rest is explanation. Go and learn. And Rashi explains this in his first explanation. Who is the friend that Hill is talking about? The friend is the same friend that Shlomo Melech, the wisest of all men, is referring to in the verse in the Mishlei, which states, Re'achov, do not abandon your friend and the friend of your fathers. And who is that? Says Rashi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is the Almighty. He calls himself, relates to the Jewish people as our friend and our father's friend, dating back all the way to the Amos HaKadoshim, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And Rashi continues, because you know how painful it is to you, how rejected it is by you that your friend should transgress your words, should pass over your words. So in the same way, do not pass over and ignore or disregard the words of Hashem, the Almighty. The question was raised quite evident. What is the similarity here? What is the nature of the feeling that Hillel is referring to? If he's talking about some kind of a personal hurt of being disrespected, disregarded, not receiving the help that a person would expect to receive from his friend, and thereby being pained to in that way be treated, feels slighted, feels disappointed, feels disregarded. This is not something that could apply with regard to Hashem. Hashem is not subject to any human weaknesses and human emotions. And we cannot say that this is simply being used as a device, as a parable, as a means of helping us to fulfill the entirety of the Torah, to view Hashem as our friend, and thereby relate as if we would be harming another person in the context of our avoiding or failing and our fulfilling His directives. Because Hill is not saying this as a helpful device 
as just a parable to use to try to relate to Hashem. He's using, giving this as the foundation of the entirety of the Torah. So there must be something quite real and direct and identical in the definition of friendship that a person can experience with another human being that's being used as the same principle, the same concept that is the foundation for the loyalty to all the commandments and all the directives that Hashem gives us in His Torah. So to try to approach this, we should try at first, at least, to understand what does it mean that it is suddenly lecha, it is hated to you, it is so painful to you that your friend should transgress your words. One friend to another is not giving commands, not in position to give directives. What kind of a word could this be referring to that could help us to get a sense of something that would be powerful and truly painful, truly unbearable? To, to take an example, I think we can use one of the aspects of critical aspects of friendship that Rebbein Yona lists is explaining the Mishnah in Avos where we are directed in the first parak, Shubim Prachia Nitar Beili Shubim Prachia says acquire a good friend and what is one of the critical purposes as Rebbein Yona someone who will be one who I could take advice from, discuss my most personal, intimate issues with, someone with whom I can share a secret that needs to be shared with somebody and be secure, be totally secure that it will not be revealed to anybody else. As Shlomo Melech says in Mishlei, Hafer Machshavah is Bein Sod without the ability, the means to relate a secret that will be reliably kept a secret, a person's plans and thoughts will be ruined, will be foiled. And it's quite reasonable to assume it does not only refer to uh, matters of business, and money-making ventures, but even those that are the most important and critical in life. And this is one of the purposes that our sages are directing us to acquire a good friend, one that Rebbe calls is Imoy Babris, you have a covenant with him. You are committed to each other to such a degree that you can share something that is important to share and needs to be kept a secret and can reliably be kept a secret. So let's imagine for ourselves such a situation where we have confided, shared something with someone who we expected can be relied upon not to reveal it to anybody else. And even if the consequences wouldn't be devastating and certainly if they could be quite serious someone who is committed 
we are committed one to another, who I'm confident, I'm positive, I could trust. And then that secret is revealed. And through some pressure, some failure, some perhaps even forgetting, the person who I was relying upon, who I was counting on, does not come through. And he is over. He, he violates that trust. He betrays that trust. Even if it wouldn't be for his own gain, and we can imagine what it would be like if it would be for his own benefit, how painful that would be. What is the nature of that pain? Is the nature of that pain just simply because now I'm at risk of the consequences of the secrets being known about? I'll suffer embarrassment. I'll suffer who knows what kind of harm. The, the, the primary pain is the betrayal of the friendship by someone who I was so confident that I could trust. Someone who I was committed to and who I was convinced was committed to me. That was something that was so valuable, so precious, so, I can even say, so holy. That commitment one to another, that loyalty one to another. And if that is disrespected, if that is disregarded, if that is betrayed, then the pain is not simply of a uh, ego hurt. I'm not respected, I'm not cared for, my needs are not being met. The friendship, the commitment that I was so blessed with, or so I thought, has been tarnished, has been damaged, has maybe been revealed to not really have been true. That is devastating. It's devastating because of the value and the benefit and the goodness and the unique quality of a relationship that is of a true, lasting, loyal commitment that has been hurt, that has been cast aside, that has not developed to the fullness that it could have been developed with all the attending uh, benefits, but primarily the main benefits is the closeness of one to another that is created through that commitment and that helping each other and that being there for one another. So perhaps we could suggest that of course Hillel doesn't mean when he says that which is hateful to you don't do to your friend as if we could do something to Hashem. It doesn't mean we shouldn't do this to Hashem. Hashem will not be hurt. Hashem will not be damaged. It means do not do such a thing in the context of your relationship with Hashem. What is the hurt teaching me? The pain that I feel at that betrayal, at that loss, is the means of my recognizing the, the value, the greatness, the exaltedness of such a relationship and how wrong it is to 
discard it or disrespect it or not actualize it to its fullest degree. Through my, through my personal hurt, I can recognize how, how meaningful it really is. Like so many things in life, sometimes we don't recognize the value until we lose or almost lose them. So this is what Hill is saying. You could know how valuable, how great, how magnificent, how outstanding, how unique is true friendship from your personal experience that you have had or could imagine having. If someone to whom you are a true friend and you think is a true friend to you would abandon it. So do not act that way in relationship to Hashem. Hashem is our true, great, eternal, loving, devoted, and really only friend in the fullest sense. That also needs to be explored and understood. And to that Hill is saying, do not do anything that would be in contradiction to that friendship. Do not do anything that would be harming yourself by depriving yourself of your involvement in that friendship. Do not harm your personal quality of loyalty, of appreciation, of kindness, of goodness, of closeness, of commitment that is present, that is available, that has already been put in place to be actualized by Hashem in His relating to His beloved people. Do not do something that would be in contradiction to that because of the harm that you will be inflicting upon yourself. And the immorality of disrespecting that friendship. And on the contrary, do everything that would actualize it and enhance it and uplift it and bring about the fullness, the peak achievements peak actualization of that friendship that is available through fulfilling and engaging in all the advice and directives that Hashem is giving us in His Torah. And in that sense, the concept of friendship and the knowledge of how precious it is, how valuable it is, how great it is, can truly serve as the foundation, as the true foundation, as the true principle that serves as the foundation of the entire Torah. Thank you very much.